If you'll turn with me to John chapter 2, verses 6 through 10, and then we'll be skipping back to Haggai chapter 2, verses 9. It says, And there was set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. But when the men have all well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. And then skipping back to Haggai 2 and 9, it says, The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. For the next few minutes, I would like to preach to you on the best is yet to come. And you may be seated. So this was Jesus' first miracle. All the wine was gone, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, comes to him and tells him that there is no more wine. And as a mother, usually when you come to the son the first time, either you say it in a statement or you say it in a question, meaning you need to do this. You need to take care of this situation now. And even though Jesus was the Messiah, he was God manifested in flesh, Mary was still the mother that birthed him. But she says, but he says, woman... What have I to do with thee? My time has not yet come. But Mary, again as a mother, she only tells the son once. It's like now you're going to do it. Because she doesn't even speak to him. She just says to the servants, do whatever he asks. Fulfill that task. So he, he sees the six water pots and he tells them to fill the, the, the pots up to the brim as, as far as they can go. And once you fill them up, then take a cup, dip it in, and then take it to the governor. And when the governor starts to drink of that water, somewhere in that mist, the water turned into wine. And, he's, and he calls over the bridegroom, and, and they, he starts telling them, usually the best wine is given first, and once they are drunk, then they bring out the cheap wine so they'll never know. But you have saved this, the better wine till the ending. And I remember when I was, I'll say younger, if I say young, then y'all be like, you're still young, you're still wet behind the ears. But I remember here when I would sit underneath the pew, or I'd be laying underneath the pew at prayer time, the, the men and women would go to the front and they'd be praising God, they'd be dancing, they'd be shouting because they were receiving a blessing. Or I remember um, when the, the stories of, or the saying, you know how good a service was by how many bobby pins you would pick up off the floor. And I remember also being under the pew, I'd see people that had canes or wheelchairs. They would drop those canes or they would stand up out of that wheelchair and they would start to get a praise break. Or people would stand up and they would testify about they went to the doctor previously and they had cancer. But when they went back to the, the, the doctor after getting prayer for 
cancer was, the cancer was gone, the doctor would say, I don't know what happened between then and now, but the reports that it did show cancer, they don't show cancer any longer. And I know that we all can say that we've heard stories of this matter, but these stories are faith builders. These are miracles that God has allowed us to see. And we should be thankful that God has shown us the miraculous, that he has shown us his merciful power. And Brother Garlitz, I know that you can say each year that you've lived for God has been greater than the last year. And you have so many stories that you can tell us that can encourage us. And this fire starter is not downplaying that because I love the stories of Billy Cole. I love the stories of Elder Brother Hurley and Elder Brother Garlitz and what Bishop Frank Bounds brings to the pulpit and what Brother Garlitz is going to bring to the pulpit. But when you read Haggai 2 and 9, it says, The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. Meaning, even though we have a rich history, we have an either, even brighter future with God. The best is yet to come. God is going to pour out His Spirit, and He is going to show miracle signs and wonders that we have never seen before. The best is yet to come. Just like the best wine that was given to the governor, God is saving His best for less. Aren't you glad that you are a part of the church of the one true living God? Aren't you glad that you serve the one true living God? And aren't you glad that the one true living God has a plan? He has a purpose for your life. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. We were not created by mistake. And we're not in this church right now by coincidence. But we are anointed by God. We are ordained by God to spread the gospel. And the best is yet to come. We are in the greatest days of the church. The best days are not behind us. But the greatest days are before us. And the best day wasn't when you received the Holy Ghost. Don't get me wrong. That was a great day. But the Holy Ghost was just the beginning. That was you walking through the threshold of what God has for you in your life, for the anointing that's going to be in your life. The best days are before us. The best days are yet to come. God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And we are seeing that happen today. We are fortunate enough to be a part of this end time revival. People are going to come that we never thought would come. They're going to come to be baptized. They're going, one after another is going to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. One after another is going to want Bible studies. Then one after another is going to go back out into the world to reach another lost soul like they were, to bring them in and have that apostolic Pentecostal experience. I'm excited for what God has in store for the church, but I'm excited also for what he has for each and every one of us. People you never thought were going to come to the church. Sinners, backsliders, people who are sick. We are going to see miracle after miracle, testimony after testimony. Aren't you glad that you have a God that does not grow tired, that does not run out of power, that does not run out of love, that does not run out of mercy? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not decrease, but he only increases. He only gets better with time. His mercy endures forever. Psalms 34 and 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. And if you haven't given yourself to God yet, then today should be that day. Let me just tell you, it's the greatest decision you ever made. You will not regret it. The only thing you'll regret is not doing it sooner because God has a greater plan for you. And, his t and he only gets better with time. God is saving his best for last. 
If we can stand, if you believe that, why don't you stand to your feet, lift your hands, and begin to cry out unto the Lord here for a moment. Come on, shout with a voice of triumph. Shout with a voice of praise. Bondage can be broken. Chains can be shattered. This can be a new chapter in your life. But you have to decide, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.